Welcome to episode 12 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. I'm here with Ian Sharpwood. Hello. And Matt Cassell. There he is. There he is, folks. We're recording on June 3rd, 2013. And we're going to kick off tonight's episode like we kick off every episode with housekeeping with Ian Sharpley. Empires rise and fall. <laughs> but one thing that can remain consistent and will always stand the test of time is mixauce.com. <laughs> you can check out our webcomics at mixauce.com. Check out our reviews. Um, I feel like you have a list on your phone of potential intros for housekeeping. <laughs> no, I, ironically, that's the only part that I don't put down. <laughs> I just go with it. Uh, you can find our uh, <clears throat> the links to the podcast on Wednesdays. Uh, you can also go to Stitcher Radio. You can find us and stream us there. Go to the iTunes store. Uh, leave us a review. Tell us something nice. Tell us something shitty, but leave us a five-star review anyway. Um, like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at Gint underscore McSauce at the sauce. And now, brand new, you can follow Matt at Little Depressed Matt. But it's not spelled like depressed. Don't worry. We'll put it up on, on the site so you can find him. Depressed. No E. Depressed. Depressed. Yep. It's not his fault. He, it's not that he can't spell. I was there when he did it, and they wouldn't let him <laughs> I, spell I, it correctly. I saw, that it, I saw that it was missing that E, and I was like, oh, how do I tell him that he put this in wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's not his fault. It's blame, blame it on Twitter. Just say you spelled it wrong, idiot. <laughs> if uh, you like this podcast, and since you're listening, we know you love it. You can also follow some of our adventures, or at least my adventures, at uh, a, another podcast, Fireside Chat. My friend Ryan McCormick does a really interesting podcast, a lot of uh, interviews with different people uh, in, in our lives, lots of different topics, men, women, wrestling. Uh, last week's topics included a five-guy roundtable, and we talked about a lot of the things that uh, men think about, the differences between men and women, and uh, we drank a lot of beer and got really hammered, and it was uh, pretty good. The first episode is on from, from last week. There will be a part two coming on this week, so please check out the Fireside Chat. Follow them on Twitter. Also, uh, remember Moonlit Matinees at the Oaks Theater in beautiful Oakmont, PA. Uh, we, I think we are going to officially go to Jaws uh, on July 5th or 6th. So contact us if you want to ride along. And I think that's it for housekeeping. We have uh, Rocky this week at the Oaks. Come on, man. Oh, I'm Shit sorry. Together. I'm sorry. Rocky this week at the Oaks. That's that um, boxing documentary. It's a good one. Yeah. So tonight... We have two special guests in the Mixoff Studios to talk non-superhero comic books. We brought in our resident Sandman specialists, Darcy and Dylan Mahaffey. Say hello to the good folks. Hello. Hello. So, you guys read comics. You also create a comic. We do. That's true. Where can people find this comic? Uh, you can go to our 
uh, website, which sorely needs updated, my fault. It is sortedfairytales.com. You can contact us and let us know what issue you are interested in. You can also go to, is it Comic Monkey? Something like that. Comic Monkey. I will let the boys know for sure. And there are links that you can download a digital copy or you can order. Uh, it's called the Dark Mansion. It is called the Dark Museum. <laughs> get it right. Dark Museum, fuck. Fail. What kind of, what kind of friend together. are you? I've read all of them and I like them, goddammit. It is called the Dark Museum. Do I have them? Um, yeah. I feel like you bought them. I'm pretty sure you did. It is a Twilight copies. Zone meets... Uh, Tales, from Tales from the Dark Side meets steampunk meets anything else you anything like. else that you could possibly want in an awesome comic. So there you go. There and is. you guys both meets uh, Green Lantern to that comic book. Dylan yes. writes and illustrates it. I do all of the copy placement, if you will, and layout, and I also I believe do that's called lettering. Yes. <laughs> this is a very no, visual no. portion that you're all missing. And I also do the covers. You can't Thank treat you. guests like you treat us. You have to be nice, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> they didn't cover that in the free game. They're like, what's that thing that you do? I forget. <laughs> so one of Sorry, um, well, let's get into let's get into the meat and potatoes of tonight's podcast. Uh, non superhero comics. Matt has had a particularly wily boner for this particular episode. Thank you for noticing. And um, <laughs> if you're going to talk non-superhero comic books, Sandman is going to come up all the time. The problem the McSauce comic book podcast has with Sandman is that none of us have read it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so none of you have read like any of it? Like, yeah, that's no. it. For, I read the first one. It, it bored me. I thought you were going to say it blew. <laughs> No, I I was bored. Yeah, not long. I will say that the first story arc of Sandman I think is the worst. Um, also I hated the because Sam Keith. Well, not completely just because of Sam Keith, but I do hate Sam Keith's artwork. Um, but the stories weren't quite as good as it gets later on. What year did Sandman start? Uh, I have no idea. In the, I'm gonna say I would say eighties, mid eighties, somewhere. Some probably mid eighties. Yeah. Judging just by that artwork, <coughs> I think it's very. Cool. It had to have been either <coughs> late. Well, I think it would have been late eighties. I think that sounds right. Or early nineties, maybe even. Is that a how much had Gaiman written before? 80, that was eighty nine. Pretty much his start. Right he there. wrote like a uh, like a, I think I have this idea and this is what I would do and sort of like submitted it and then they came back and were well, what, like why don't you actually do that yeah what happened is uh he he got hired by uh dc at the time which they were starting i think it was even before they were going to start the vertigo imprint yeah but, the first book is uh has a dc imprint on it. uh but what was going on is they were trying to revamp old characters and sandman is actually an old character no, from, don't you dig that book out? a completely different for, old forever character. ago and uh yeah and he was kind of a superheroish character when he was first uh, yeah. envisioned. He had, um, like, a gas, gas mask. mask. Yeah, he had, yeah. Like, yeah, right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, the old JSA mm-hmm. Sandman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were revamping characters, and uh, <laughs> they, they went to Gaiman to write uh, to write a new character, and they were, they were throwing out, like, he kept throwing ideas at them, like, well, what about this character? What about this character? And they were just like, no, no. And finally he came up, and he said, well, what about the Sandman? And they were like, yeah, go ahead and write that one. So he just 
came up with this whole idea of who the Sandman would be, changing the character. So completely. he redefined it's not, the character. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not the same yeah, it's person. Like a completely it's, different character oh, okay. now. Yeah. It's, it's a, a completely different character. Uh, for the better. So what is Sandman about? Uh, well, Sandman is the main character. The, the funny thing about Sandman too is that nobody ever calls the main character Sandman. Yeah. He's known as like Dream. Morpheus, the Lord of Dreams, uh, anything like that. And what he is is like a personification of dreams themselves. Like so he represents like dreams. He's almost like a god but not quite. Yeah. He takes like very abstract parts of human nature and creates a family out of them. So there's right. dream, there's death, there's desire, there's mm. destruction, and there is um help Del- me with the last delirium. one. Delirium and the fat ugly one. The fat ugly one. Uh, that despair. despair and creates them as though they were a family together now they also then have the flip part of them right so then death is life dream is waking you know so but it's sort of like this personification I mean, there, of these but there ideas there are whole like uh, story arcs of uh, the Sandman where none of these characters even show up even, even dream himself doesn't show up hardly at all until like maybe the end of the story so, I mean, they're very, uh, so, and they're kind of fantasy-ish uh, kind of stories. And it's, it's not really like a linear linear story, is it? Does it take place in different parts of time? Or Sometimes. I mean, there there is, if you read the entire series, there is kind of an overarching storyline that goes along that's kind of, uh, it begins in the beginning where he, obviously it begins in the beginning, but. Uh, <laughs> we'll let you slide. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Sorry, right. Tarantino films don't begin at the beginning. Right. So. Um, but I mean, there is there is an overarching storyline that goes along. But I mean, there's so, like so. there's there's like almost like flashback stories, if you will, that I don't necessarily gravitate to as like this is a flashback. It like actually seems like you're jumping back and forth. But in the whole overarching theme, you're like, oh. I feel I like the overall that. story of Sandman and all these characters seems very convoluted. So it seems like a hard it seems like a hard line of books to get into. Like you're gonna be confused going into it. If if you're reading it like how you usually read a comic book, I mean because it's so far removed from like a superhero style comic book. Uh that really fits in with our topic tonight then. Right, which is what the topic is. Good okay. how you guys plan that. Yeah. Though, one of the only times I've actually read the character Sandman was in a Justice League book. Mm-hmm. Mm. Was it Morpheus? Or Mor- is that his name? Morpheus? Yeah, the, yes. main, yeah. the main guy. With well, the hair. With the, yeah. yeah, with the awesome He does have hair. some amazing hair. Bitch and hair. Um, I, I think a draw for me personally was um, he... Gaiman takes characters throughout history that we are all familiar with um, and fits them into this story and sort of like reworks it, right? So like there's William Shakespeare and, you know, he's been, you know, hired that he has to, you know, write this, you know, uh, play for Dream and act it out. And then the characters from other Shakespeare plays are actually like Hamlet's his son and stuff like that. It just really puts an interesting spin on it. Yeah, like there's an like, Egyptian right. goddess, you know, was actually Dream's girlfriend and he banished her to hell. And it just takes like 
You know, I think like C- Julius Caesar's in one of them, maybe. It, he just takes yeah. really recognizable characters or mythos um, from history and people we've we've learned about growing up in school and stories we're already familiar with and he puts an interesting spin on it and that's where i latched on to it and these are all in different books yeah so yeah Yeah, it's a lot of alternate history style uh Mm -hmm. stuff it's it's more stuff that you can you can pick up any one of these uh trade paperbacks and you can read it and it's going to make sense as a story yeah so it's like reading a harry turtle dove novel (laughs) <laughs> know who that is? What about Harry <laughs> Harry Turtle Dove? What what's the best Harry Turtle Dove book that you could recommend to the listeners? He's an alternate history writer. Okay. Oh, okay. And you're okay. a big yeah, yeah. you're a big fan of the Turtle Dove PD? The Harry Turtle Dove. The Harry Turtle Dove. The ha- yeah. No. Bouncing heard, right I've off. I've heard it called Ladies Girl before. I never heard Turtle Dove. <laughs> Leave it to Matt to bring down the, the <laughs> profile of the podcast. We're like, we're gonna go a little obscure here, and Matt's like, not obscure enough. <laughs> down the Harry Turtle Dove highway. Harry Turtle Dove is um, he's well known. Yeah, yeah, he's well known. Yeah, you've heard I'm, of him, right? I'm down with Matt. I'm so, sure. so two out of five members of the podcast know <laughs> that who just shows Harry that, Turtle Dove is. That shows that we're we're a little more high class. That's okay. uh, me and Matt. That's Good. true. We'll, we'll give you that one. <laughs> tell, me a little, tell me a little bit about his, his greatest work. What's your favorite Harry Tur- Turtle Dove? Wait, so, so I've never so read Harry Turtle, Harry Turtle Dove is a novelist, not a comic book writer? Yeah. He is. Yeah. You've never read any of it, but, but yet you were able to pull it out of your ass in I've like read, an instant. You were like, but Harry Turtle Dove, boom. I've read the backs of his okay. books to get <laughs> an <laughs> idea of what they're about. <laughs> so like, he'll do a story about what if during the Civil War, um, the somebody goes back in time with like a whole bunch of machine guns and gives them to the Confederates? How does the Civil War play out? Changes. All right, that guy's a nerd. <laughs> he's a, he's a history nerd. He really is. Mm. Wikipedia. That's Harry a brand of nerddom. I can't. I can't. Oh, oh my god! god. Harry <laughs> Turtle Dove looks crazy yeah. as shit. Yeah, he's Ooh. he's kind of nutty looking. He yeah. looks like a kinda. Yeah, yeah, he does. It's nuts. You can see him on the like the History Channel, spouting off a bunch of shit that nobody'd care about. Getting back to comic books <laughs> and the Sandman. Yeah. Neil Gaiman and the Sandman. So the first trade, not that great, because it's Neil Gaiman's first work, and he's right. learning how yeah. to write, getting some of the bugs out of the system. Right. Yeah. Most definitely. He'll even he even says that about the but first. But is the first one still not... essential reading? If you're going to read Sandman, or can you? I would say so. Yeah. I mean, you can you can skip it, but I would say if you do skip it, at some point go back. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Uh, I don't think it's essential to start out with. Um, There's yeah. You don't really necessarily have to read the stories in complete order. I have I've wanted to read Sandman for years. Where should I start? Should I start with one, Uh, or should I jump into two? A lot of people like. I'm going to forget the name of... I think it's the third paperback. Oh, look at this. We forget names on this podcast uh, all the time. Dream Country? We just make shit up yeah, all the we time. Don't, we don't just forget. We are completely incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> Dream Country but is that's the one where they go it. back in time. I would say Season of Mists, actually. Yeah. Which is apparently the fourth... 
Yeah, that one's a good one. Season of Mist is a good one. Season of Mist a lot of people like. Oh, that's uh, a good one. I like that Dream one. Dream goes into hell in that one. So there's a little more action, I guess. So coming from the Sandman specialists, what are your favorite Sandman books? Ah, that's that's tough. Just I, I enjoy them all. Uh, aside, again, I don't even hate like I. There are things I don't like about the first one, but I don't hate it. Other than Sam Keith's artwork. No, Sam Keith. Um, his art has seemed to be kind of all over the place over the years. Like sometimes, yeah. it's really really rough, and other times it's a little more polished. Like I thought the work that he did on the Max. The uh, the image title, the purple creature. See, I knew, that that, I knew Matt was going to know about Sam Keith just because he's done some image stuff. Yeah, so I, I can agree that I liked his work on the Max. I even watched the Max MTV yeah, yeah, cartoon. Yeah, that yeah. was so cool. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, I don't I think they ever finished it though. Did they? Like, take a look at What's that. Did they take ever a look at his work in that? Did they ever finish like, the the Max TV show? Much like all image things, none of them were completed. I think the Max was the only part of that whole MTV animated lineup at the time that I liked. Mm. Was it, and uh, even Aeon Flux was just too fucking weird. Really? I, remember, I, I, I like, like Aeon Flux. I, like I enjoyed Aeon Flux. I liked, do you remember, remember like how sexy head? it was? And then I don't remember the head. Head. It was this guy that had a huge head, head that yeah. an alien yeah. lived in it. I kind of like the head. Like oh, I do remember that. And then who were the gro- the Grimm brothers or the brothers Grimm were just those gross dudes or something I like that? I don't remember all of it. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah, almost that entire thing is Sam Keith. I don't know. I don't Look, like his it. faces are just... Yeah. We were discussing this before we came back. I don't like how coloring, too. Yeah, the coloring is terrible. I don't like the way that he draws people. So, I think if I wanted to, were to go down... Um, my favorite, and, and I sort of alluded to <laughs> this sexy. earlier... Yeah, I think so. Probably like that. <laughs> I pretty much like any kind of nudity. <laughs> even, even if they're beat to shit, uh, it doesn't yeah, matter. Just, yeah. Um, so I liked the ones where it was taking the, uh, you know, using people like Calliope from mythology and, you know, him himself and placing it back within time to sort of like give a spin on history. So for example, that, that happened in Seasons of Mist, it happened in Fables and Reflections. I did not care for, um... A game of you, which is the one with Barbie and Ken. no. See, I liked the game. Uh, I didn't. I, 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 I didn't like Barbie as a character at all. There was a, in the very in the second issue. There's a Barbie and Ken, which are pretty but, much but Barbie not, and Ken. But, but they're not like Barbie and Ken, like the toys, though. They're not. They're very dysfunctional. That's Ken just, leaves her. No, she's upset. It's just that that happens to be their names, and they make jokes yeah. about it yeah you know, but they look funny. like barbie i just yeah, i didn't funny. really like the travel into her mythical land of her childhood I dreams i didn't i cared i liked the the um, one of the one, one of the most consistent aspects of Sandman was the covers, right? They were done yes. by right. Dave, Dave, Dorman. McKean. Dave McKean. Dave McKean. Dave Dorman. Yeah, that's no, he's no, a Dave, 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 Dave McKean. Who I don't know about you guys. I think we all kind of went to like design school, right? Did we all go? Yeah. 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 I'm going to disagree yeah. with you though. Everybody's favorite fucking designer was Dave McKean at the time because I think yeah. we all went at basically See, the same I don't time. Know. I, I, I don't think he was ever asked any. A everybody loved him. I remember him. a lot of people yeah. liking Dave And they McKean wanted to like, school. you know, because everybody wanted to Photoshop. Everyone wanted to embody, embody him. Like, yeah. They're like, oh, I learned Photoshop filters. I'm going to yeah. put on yeah. layers. Layers. Woohoo. 
I think Paul and I have a real different way about feeling about designers. There, there's nobody that I wanted to emulate, no yeah. particular designer that I, yeah. I look to. Except for Dave McKean. Not Ooh, at all. I, I really I liked him. Dave I never McKean. really guys, wanted to embody him, though, and I think it was because I oh, knew I would fail. Yeah. How do you, I hate that stuff. Do you hate, do you hate Dave McKean? I don't like that stuff. That's Dave like McKean. The, see, oh, but, then, see but here's the interesting thing about yeah. Dave Why McKean. Why would you want to emulate that? Because I think it's kind of cool. Well, oh, wait, it's that cool. Might not, is that him? But yeah. So, but the thing with Dave McKean it looks like was so much work. It is work. <laughs> well, it is. <laughs> like when he first started doing stuff, yeah, he would like build stuff. Like this is all built. Yeah, this is all built and, then and photographed and then painted in. Yeah, it's intense. Now he does it all in Photoshop. But back yeah. when he first started doing covers, yeah. it was like he would build things, That's he would buy insane. things, and it was just insane. Yeah. But what you have to give credit to Dave McKean for is it was. He pretty much was like, you know, you don't have to put the protagonist on every single, you know, issue, right? I mean, not in most of these. Well, he doesn't. I mean, all those no, covers. Are pretty yeah, obscure. right. It's like yeah. that could be Dream. It could be somebody else. But, I mean, it really alludes to more the feeling of what you're going to be getting yourself weirdness. into. Yeah. I think it's cool though that. But like, I mean, that's what we're issue... talking about, though. We're talking about the dream world. We're talking about this reality of dreams. I mean, it, I mean, it's very fitting. Which is weird. I, I agree. And it does take it completely away from the superhero aesthetic, which, oh, is, dying. which is the literal translation let's, of what happens in the book now, on right. the cover. Let's was, put the team on the cover. Was yeah. Sandman the very first Vertigo title? I think it was. Uh, Ian, to the Google. I'm not 100% sure on that one. So does Dave McKean, did, does he do all the Sandman covers? Yes, he, he did, did all the Sandman covers. Is that series Sandman done? Yeah. Yes, it is done. Yeah, what did she did it end at? It ended uh, with The Wake, the series that was called The Wake. I couldn't tell you what the number it. was, but yeah, pretty much, like spoiler alert, 12. Dream. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that means I can't even listen to this podcast It means you can't later. listen to the podcast. Did you yeah. say it? No, no okay. I didn't say it. So go, going into writing these Sandman books, did Gaiman have a pre-planned start and finish, or was he just kind of I don't think so. Navigating no, his I, way through. I don't, I don't he think he did his way have through. a complete... I think he might have had an idea of how he wanted it to end. It doesn't look like there was ever a definitive first Vertigo book. They just rebranded Swamp Thing yeah, 129, Hellblazer 63, Sandman 47, so, Doom Patrol 64. So Vertigo started yeah. with Neil Gaiman... Alan, like Moore, Alan Moore, mm-hmm. Grant yeah. Morris, the beloved almost Grant every, Morris. Almost all of them were from like either Milligan. Yeah. The, yeah. Why the, did they call them English comics? Yeah, the British invasion, right? <laughs> it was. It really was. Yeah. But they're well, so good at it. Wow. In Vertigo seems to be the the kind of the imprint, the brand that has lasted the longest with like the most kind of crazy stories. Well, I think it really... The non-superhero yeah, stories? I think it really yeah, the changed comics stories. like completely when Vertigo came out. And I think it changed uh, superhero comics as well, because I think superhero comics became a lot more adult-oriented mm-hmm. than they were before that. Yeah, very much so. Because I think it proved that you can sell comics to adults. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Before that, it was kind of like, oh, comics are for kids kind of a thing. Not that all comic like even superhero comics were like just childish, but or was I that Frank Miller that, that changed that? It was, it was that perception. And, yeah, again, yeah, Frank, Frank Miller definitely had something with that. And the early, some of the early Vertigo books had the prestige format. That was something that mm-hmm. was uh, considered a little bit more 
of a, a upgrade over the flimsy singles that the comics were printed and still are printed. And all those early Vertigo titles are so revered. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, you've got some. You've got some amazing writers working on that stuff. I mean, you know, it's. Mm-hmm. It, well, I'm in my. I've never. I. I. You know. I think the only thing I've read by um, Neil Gaiman was the book about the British underground. Never Which wear. is pretty much yeah. Never which wear. is pretty Never much wear. a love letter to London. Yeah. <laughs> Neil Gaiman also you read that book or the comic. Novel. You read the novel? The novel. Did actually, huh? mm-hmm. It was cool. Did you it like was, it? Yeah, yeah, for the most part I liked it. I felt like it was kind of trying to... It was almost too weird like Alice in Wonderland in the beginning. I think it kind of straightened itself out and it maybe found, found a more consistent tone the further you get in the book. But early on it was just fucking wacky. Neil Gaiman also wrote, although it's a superhero book, uh, The Externals, mm-hmm. the third volume of The, the Externals. Eternals. The Eternals. Eternals. I'm looking wow. right at it. <laughs> And I mispronounced it. The Eternals, um, with him and uh, John, John Romita Jr. Jr. Yeah. And I know that you like that, but I superhero. Like that. I forgot about and that. And before that was sixteen oh two. Yeah, another superhero. Which was kind of dipping into some of the stuff he was doing on Sandman, where mm-hmm. right, yeah, some it's kind of alternate history. Yeah. history. yeah. yeah. History. What was sixteen oh two about? It was like if you went back in time and placed superheroes. Yeah, if all the superheroes in Marvel were around in 1602, what would they be doing? What would they be like? Yeah. Cool. What hijinks would they get into? So, yeah. what about um, this classic uh, Stardust? Did you guys Stardust. read that one? Yeah, we read Stardust. That's kind of Stardust a novel is style. So, we actually just went to see um, Neil Gaiman. He was here in Pittsburgh at the um, Dom. Oh God, Carnegie Library. In Homestead. Uh, no, 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 no. Nope. It's in Oakland. I'm getting it's the name of the place wrong. It was one of the many museum things in Oakland that I'm losing the name for. Did you read this? But anyway, yeah. it was it the out. anniversary yeah. of Stardust, and he came to give a lecture about it. And which he's really he's really fun to see. Like he's very fun to see in he person. He jokes around a lot. And he has he, a very unique, distinct voice, too. He does. Yeah. Which, I'll get into that in a second, go ahead. Well, he, he will read, when he reads it, he has a, a voice for every character. We actually saw him in Chicago. Um, so he's a, little, he's a little bit of a strange guy, huh? He, he's really, really down to earth, really mellow. Um, but we saw him in Chicago. He, actually, he was giving a lecture uh, in regards to the book Coraline. And he was supposed to read a, an excerpt from it. And he spent the entire read night the entire reading book. the entire book wow. to the audience. That's he did cool. all the voices. And then he stuck around to meet everybody afterwards. Like he's, he yeah. was really And I totally awesome. geeked out. He like did. Could not he couldn't talk. talk. He, was like, he was like a girl meeting. <laughs> and then I felt like a jackass because he's like, he signs my, he signs like the book we had. We had like a book and then we had posters that like were given to you at the thing. He's like, do you want to sign the posters? And we're I was like, uh, no, no, I got it. We just kind of walked away. That's no, really awesome. that's not how it happened at all. Yeah, it's he also, wanted to sign the posters, and we, and no, we like, did not let him sign the posters. It's awesome, and it's awkward, It's just, and that's what we look for with our <laughs> rushes with fame on the McSauce podcast. Dylan's leaving did out you, the portion where the he, well, that was the portion Dylan left out, was uh, that he desperately wanted a picture taken. Yeah. Well, let me tell the story. 
So we get there. She's we get into the story line, She's going to tell it better, probably. <laughs> we'll have two. We'll have this story. And then the fine. alternate The alternate version. story. The ultimate meeting with the Neil, Neil Gaiman. Gaiman version of the Neil Gaiman, where you guys were young teenagers <laughs> in that one too. And we to went the to audience. 1602. <laughs> so okay. So we show up. We get into Chicago a little early, and we walk around and we find the place that we're supposed to go to, and we're sitting in uh, like Yours the waiting area. Sounds That's like why the devil's in the details. We'll, we'll let the listeners and decide which one is the correct <laughs> one. You can, you can call in and vote. Um, and in walks a man in a black leather jacket and sunglasses with his floppy hair and says something to the girl behind the desk. And Dylan leans over to I me like a giddy little schoolgirl. I thought he had blonde ringlets for a second. He was like, <laughs> oh my God. It's him! It's him! Did he say this to you or to Neil Gaiman? To me. Was he he fanning his face with his hands like that? He he was all verklempt. I got a touch of the vapors. (laughs) And so he's totally geeked out there. Well, anyway, we go in. He gives his lecture. He reads all of Coraline. We're all curled up in the chair. Which, by the way, I had a boner through the entire lecture. (laughs) We applaud boners. (laughs) Oh, I feel left out. I can't have one. You have a lady boner. I worked really hard to get a lady boner. A lady boner. I was so wet, it wasn't funny. That is an unprecedented level of raunch for the McSauce comic book podcast. And then just like a really stiff clitoris. Oh my. I was thinking more of like like a pink construct. Like the pink Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what like does the, the color pink is a the What does the color pink represent in Just Green Lantern? Love, oh. which in this love, case is appropriate. Yeah, exactly, because you guys weren't lusting for Neil Gaiman. You yeah. loved. We loved a little him. bit, maybe. <laughs> so boners. We boners. So we deboneize and go out. Um, I didn't. <laughs> and wait in the line to meet Neil Gaiman. Now we had brought um, a couple books. Right. And I had brought my delirium stuffed doll. How does he sign that? He signed the back of her head because she With doesn't have hair. Oh, okay. And so she's got a big signature across the back of her head. Maybe a little kiss. Yep. And after he signed them, I said, he really wants to have his picture taken with you. Would you mind? Right, because I could not. You couldn't, he could, you he, couldn't speak. He couldn't talk. I had to do all of the talking. <laughs> I had to be like, please sign this. So, Would you sign so this? So basically, Neil Gaiman thought that I was probably like her retarded brother. <laughs> Either that or like not, like couldn't speak English, right? right. You were like his interpreter. <laughs> I am. <laughs> My friend. Anyway, um, so he was, he obliged and you got your picture taken with him. And then he offered to sign the posters. But at right. that point. Is the picture really weird? Like Neil Gaiman's real cool. And no, he's Dylan's like. Just like no, a wooden statue. If Dylan were Neil Gaiman, he's sitting in the here and Dylan's sort of like. I'm kind of leaning in. I like look that. all right in the picture. Right? He looks good. That's well, great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to burst your bubble, his but I got my picture. His pants are slightly protruded where okay. his boner is, but I mean, I've seen that. I've seen your picture with Stan. Oh, you saw that? Yeah, it was very impressive. Thank you. Stan doesn't know it happened. <laughs> he will one day. Um, but I felt bad. I didn't want to take up any more of his right, time. Yeah, so so I was like, no, it, it's fine, it's fine. And then I think he but was then I confused. feel like he was a little bit put out by that. Like He seemed like he was like, oh, so you guys don't want me to sign. Let me take a picture of your You're not real fans. We're not. Yeah, so now, you know. Screw you, Neil Gaiman. I think he's still How, when was of, this? 
How many years ago? Uh, this was quite a few years ago. This would have been in 2000. Yeah, let's just say 2000. Four? Something. 2004? 2004. So we're talking Maybe, no, way before 2004, actually. So because I graduated in 2003 and we moved in together. And this was when we were still in college. It would have been 2002. Oh. Right. Well, you guys, you and know, then we saw him too. like last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, you saw him again. Yeah. Did you remind him? Which hey, I'm I pretty sure posters. he remembered that. Like I'm the guy. I'm the guy. He's like, well, you're the son of a bitch. Didn't let me sign that poster. And I was like, hey, sorry about that. Of course, he said it in a cool accent, so it sounded better. So then we forgave him, and you got a boner again. Right. Oh wow. So course. Ian, what what is another seminal non superhero comic book that? That needs to be mentioned amongst the list of uh, well, well, so why far, Sandman? Well, uh, well, I don't have a ton of stuff to, to talk about. This is more, <laughs> this is more your baby. I know that you're excited. Why don't you, why don't you tell me something that you <laughs> have read and, and loved? I feel like did I've been talking. Did you read Stardust, or did you just bring it along? No, I read it. Um, I actually own the four issues and the trade paperback. So I mean, no, I, I, I actually I don't. This clearly has not been read, but I did read the original four it, issues. Is, uh, is Stardust? Did they make a movie of Stardust? Yes. Because this it's doesn't look different. like the trailer that I saw. No, for Stardust it's, it's a lot different. All. I think I'd be into this, but not the movie. It's so a lot much. different. The movie yeah. was a little weird. It started out yeah. the same and then sort of it kind of deviated, derailed yeah. a little bit. Um, I thought it was okay. It was it was, good. Yeah, it was all right. It's good. As far as movies go, but, but as read, far as read, movies read go. it. Yeah. You'll, you'll like it better if you read it. Um, now, Matt, tell tell me, you've been, you've been chomping at the figurative bone of non superhero comic books. Well, should we talk about bone then? Uh, we can, sure. Did you, are you guys familiar? I, know, I, I am familiar with I Bone. Know I have a very I've, good friend who loved Bone. I have personally never read it. I've never read Bone either. Here, read this real quick. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the Cliff Notes version? Yeah, the, that's the 2,000-page uh, Cliff Notes version. I can get That's into, a block of Bone. It just, is. I couldn't get into Bone because I don't like the way that he looks. Uh, podcasters, if you're unfamiliar with Bone, it's a black-and-white comic book. Uh, uh, he looks like a Smurf. He, yeah, he yeah, has. It's very cartoony, Smurfy-looking main character, written, written and by drawn Jeff by Jeff Smith. Is that right? The great yeah. Jeff, Smith, Jeff Smith. Although certain other members of this podcast would not agree with the assessment that he is great. Um, is no, he he likes Paul, who's returning. Does like Jeff Smith, who's great. Jeff, Jeff Smith. Smith. Of Bone. Well, you liked Bone, I, didn't you? I did like Bone. I don't think Bone. Borders on great. I don't know if Jeff Smith borders now, on great. Now is Bone the prequel to Bone Thugs and Harmony, or am I confusing bum, bum, this? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know about Bone. My brother's going to appreciate that. I think he'd like to bury in the past. Well, I'm the glad fact that he had a Bone poster. Uh, no. A Bone Thugs and Harmony poster. Oh, I guess that's I should pretty, specify. That's pretty sweet. So the the Bone story is about uh, three brothers that. Pretty much all look the same, except for Smiley. Why Bone. are you saying that about brothers, man? <laughs> because they all because look alike. You guys all look the same. Haven't we? Haven't we already established that Matt is our resident racist? On I think we have. I think. We <clears throat> why? How? Why am I racist? Because you think all you brothers, brothers look alike. Look the same. Don't they? I guess they do. <laughs> I get them confused. Ian does them. look like Lionel Richie. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, <laughs> so uh, Bone, I believe, started in what year was it? 92? 91. 91. Was it that and uh, so it stars three brothers from Boneville. You got Phone Bone, Phony Bone, and Smiley Bone. Jesus Christ. Oh, so that's not just, out. That's too silly. <laughs> there's not just one. I thought just one yeah, guy. Yeah, I thought it was bone. just one guy named Bone. Nope. Three nope. bones. Yeah. 1991. It stars Yakko, Wacko, and Doc. <laughs> Uh, I would have been way more invested in this book had it starred Yakko, Wacko, and Dottie. Yeah, definitely. And uh, the uh, the three brothers are on the run, ousted from their, their town of Boneville. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps getting better. I'm never reading this and they fucking end up, book. And they end up in a, in a valley uh, that is kind of fantasy-like. Is it Bone uh, Valley? No. <laughs> no, the, the whole premise... Of, is, now, bone, is Bone Valley they're not, adjacent to Bone Town? <laughs> or the Bone Dome? Or Pound Town? Oh, I was going to make that joke. Oh. <laughs> bone Dome? No, Pound Town. Pound Town. Taking the brown to Pound Anyway, town. so they're in this valley. Oh, so they go in this valley and they, they encounter all kinds of like, kind of almost uh, Lord of the Rings style characters. And there's humans and, and dragons and rat creatures. All kinds of cool shit, and uh, they're the only bones in in, in, bone in this world. No, no, no. And, and, and it's just this really like um, epic adventure, like kind of uh, fantasy yeah, story. Yeah, it really becomes it really becomes like a big Lord of the Rings type yeah. fantasy adventure thing, despite all the cutesy you know bones stuff. Yeah, it starts out that's, very that's, very yeah. lighthearted, very Disney like. That's always been my problem getting into it. Is it's like God, it just looks so. Lame, but it, it's really not. It, and <laughs> no, I, like, I, think, I think I would enjoy it. Like I think I would enjoy it if I actually. Yeah, it's it's a big it. I mean, it looks, it's a big volume. It's a it's a hefty book. But yeah, don't let hefty, that don't let that put it book. off you. It's a it's a really good story. Like I really enjoyed reading it. Yeah, and and it it's a quick read too. I mean, like if you break it up into like the individual issues or whatever, you'll fly through it. Just like a two hour, a two hour plus podcast. If you break it up. It's not so daunting. Nobody's right. telling you that you have to read Bone in one whole sitting. You can read a couple of pages on your break, and then you can go back and, and you read, can read it them in the car later when you're driving. Car. You can read it in the shower if you want to read right. Bone. Because That's how I like to read. The preferred listening, uh, you know, listening spot for the Sauce podcast. Could you guys maybe like? Actually, it's not the shower; it's the bathtub. With yeah, candles, probably a little easier. Yeah, yeah. I like a shower. And could you guys maybe Hello read Bone <laughs> like during a podcast? Could you just read Is the entire book of Bone and like then I could just listen to bone. it that way? That I'm like going to read it sure. to you and do the voices Neil Gaiman style. There you go. Oh, here's the thing about Neil Gaiman. Did you guys know that? Um, I believe he does all the audiobooks. He, he does actually do. voices yeah, all of himself, cool. which I think is pretty wild. Yeah, we have. Um, the Wolves in the Wall and the Day I Saw My Dad for Goldfish's audiobooks. I'm a big fan of audiobooks. Me I don't too. have time to just read I don't books either. without pictures. How dare you just put that in front of me and make me expect to read How much does this thing... It's like 40 bucks for this first bone. Huh? It's really 40 bucks for, yeah. for a black and white book? I pay 40 bucks like for every bone I get. Oh! oh! I don't get it. That's why you're the villain of the podcast. I'm the villain? I thought you were the villain. <laughs> no. You're the racist villain. <laughs> I think after further review, the fans have decided and the tide has turned. Really? 
Is that the feedback? Turn, sir? Yeah, I think so. You can turn, you'll turn it around, don't worry. <laughs> Ian and I may be your morally ambiguous heroes, but you're the bad guy. In what way? I don't think that there's any good guy on this podcast. Yeah. I don't know. That's the, yeah, yeah. Well, there, there are tonight, but other than that, tonight. just... Straight up evil. Yeah, not only are Even they our guests what? tonight, they're also Slazy our fuck. Fans. Why can't he put some color in this book? This looks pretty good. I might give this a chance. <laughs> if it looked like the cover. Well, it yeah. does but, now. But because... after not only looking at it and hearing the wacky-ass names, I'm like, mm, I don't think I'm ever going to do that. What disappointed me about the Bones story was that they have these rat creatures in there with these big eyes and these giant yeah, sharp teeth. And they have the potential to be really cool and really yeah. scary. But they kind of make them the comedy group. Yeah, they're stupid, stupid the rat world. creatures. Now, um, here's the thing, Ian. Um, number one, I think we established that Paul's very close-minded, but I <laughs> am recanting that, and you are now the close-minded member of the podcast. Oh, well, Secondly, wow. you, you can say that, but... The tide we, has turned, when, when sir. We, when we get further <laughs> on into the podcast, and I later on enlighten you with some of the other things that I've read... And Paul just sits here twiddling his thumbs. So we don't have... Well, I've read plenty of shit. See what I did? (laughs) (laughs) What we don't have in front of us, because the the table that we're recording at is just littered with fucking comic books (laughs) and trade paperbacks. But what we don't have is Alan Moore's Lost Girl series. I told him we should bring Which it. Which is absolutely... I didn't think about it. I didn't, I well, no, I take that back. I asked show. Matt earlier today if I should bring it. Did and, I say no? And Matt is so scared... What? <laughs> ...of the pornography in that book. <laughs> that he seemed uncomfortable with the notion that he might be confronted with it Those again. Those books are so <laughs> sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Just the idea of being in the same room I kind of scared you. Matt a little bit. Is this true, Matt? Are you truly... Afraid of these books? Yes, it is. It is pornographic. It there's, definitely is pornographic. You see the penetration in these right. books, yeah, which is probably why that's what they're so endeared to me. <laughs> yeah, so much so that when I borrowed them from Darcy, we had to do. Woo! Yeah. Look out right. now! We had to do so a that, parking lot. Basically, what that so noise What that noise represents is Ian has seen some panels <laughs> from the Lost Girls comic book. The first <laughs> panel um, is straight up dick in right? pussy. Yeah. <laughs> so, There's a lot of that. Uh, Ian, I, I did want to point out that they did release um, nine or ten volumes uh, of the Bone Scholastic oh, God, no. versions, and they are That's all nice. in color. Oh, nice. Uh, so, what's your excuse now? Possibly. <laughs> when you, well, Matt, when you, when, when you buy those, I will well, gladly you, borrow them. Isn't, isn't, I, I uh, oh, you do? I'll yeah. bring them over. Isn't One the, at a time. Isn't The Walking okay. Dead in black and white? It's yeah, but, oh! yeah, but it's good. It's I, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no, no. The Walking Dead is is shades of gray as well. I know that's a it's, little teeny tiny thing. It's grayscale. So. <laughs> Darcy, explain us the premise of Lost Girls. So, in Lost Girls, we take a look at three uh, characters. Three whores you might know. Three whores right. you might be familiar with. We, we look at Alice from Alice in Wonderland. We look at Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. And we look at... Who's the third one? Wendy. Wendy, Wendy yes. Her. Wendy from Peter Pan. And what he does is he sort of goes back and puts them in interesting situations, if you will. They experience... What happens is they all meet. They all meet. They talk about their past. They all meet at some 
crazy like hotel, hotel, sex, crazy sex hotel, yeah. some kind of crazy spa. But they all learn that they've had some kind of sexual trauma or deviant kind of past. And they, and they kind of go over it in And as detail. they go over it and tell each other their stories of what happened to them, they sort of relive it amongst the three of them. Now, do right. these stories lock weird. into the fairy tales that we're familiar with? Yes. Them? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, they're all like, tell, they, they're telling the story of like that, like that you would know of Wizard of Oz. But if like there was a lot of boning going, yeah. There. But but it, it but awesome. it looks yeah, like, But right? the stories aren't the stories aren't like magical or you know fairy tale esque, right? So for Alice right, yeah, and, it's, for it's, Alice and Alice in Wonderland, right? She's this little girl, and her father sends a therapist to see her, and he ends up molesting her as she's a little girl. I mean, it's like heavy subject matter, right? And to escape it, she goes into this fantasy world, and he's got a clock, and he's always worried about being late, you know. Um, and that's a little right. more. That's a little more out there. Whereas the Wendy story is is more of just a straight up. It's pretty straight up. She's yeah. a privileged girl, and mm-hmm. she meets. Some kid from uh, the gutter, yeah, and they wind up, you know, getting together. Yeah. So they play doctor, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll let you touch mine if you let me touch. But it's yours. not, it's not gratuitous sex just for the sake of it. It, it all has such a big part in the story, and there's a resolution for each character yeah. at the end, where like meeting, meeting the other two girls, and telling these stories brings a kind of catharsis for each character yes. at the end. Yeah, it, is, exactly. it is actually a good story, and I think a, a lot a of people are story. put off uh, ah. just by the amount of sex. Exactly. Involved. Like, I think a lot of girls probably are hesitant to read this, because it, I mean, it's a lot of, you know, sex, it's a lot of girl sex, and, uh, uh, yeah. you know, I what? mean, that's what it is. Um, and there's, you know, I won't lie, there's heavy subject matter with, you know, watching a little girl get molested, and this, that, the other thing, but it's so well written. And it is such a good story. Which, which it's written by Alan Moore. I don't yeah. Isn't it illustrated by his, I don't know if it's his wife now, or his wife then, or his partner? Wasn't that yeah, who illustrated some, something, something like really that? Weird dude, Alan, so yeah, Google a picture of him. That yeah, was weird looking too. Yeah, um, but yeah, it is definitely, like, if you put your fear of seeing some clit aside. Yeah, if you're afraid of definitely seeing big, read it. You can, <laughs> if the, you can wish you can see. put some, your fears of clit aside. <laughs> I want I want this to be fears of clit. If, if you can if you can get through a book full of throbbing hairy turtle dough. <laughs> you will love You'll this book. Right. You love this book. It is. It is very well written and it is very uh, much worth the time to read it. Yeah, I, I can't I can't recommend it enough. I I went into the book knowing that it was just going to be sex, and I was like, yes, this is going to be like porno. And then I got roped into the emotional anchor of the story. Yeah, you really get tied to the characters and what they're experiencing, and you sort of like experience that catharsis, if that's even the right use of the word, with them. We make up words here. Okay. Yeah. And then we and then we look up to see if they're real words. As oh, my God. With dynamism way back in episode two. <laughs> Ooh, a callback. That's what we do here. Matt, you're, you're awfully busy over there. Yeah, what do you like do? What, what's what's next up on the table? Well, I was looking at... Well, wait, 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 wait. Before we get to what Matt's looking at right now, why don't you want to read Lost Girls? Um, I don't know. I, I read a little bit of it. He Darcy did read a little bit. Uh, I just wasn't, like, getting into it, so... What? Why didn't you get into it? Like, what was... Uh, I, there was no specific reason. It just, just wasn't. just wasn't doing it. Yeah. Well, 
There's, just, there's a lot of dick in it, though. Was that, was that the problem? I think, I think there Too probably much. wasn't enough. <laughs> yeah, there was enough dick. <laughs> yep. That's what do you true. say? Catharsisism? Yeah. I am the Cathar- gay racist villain. Something like that. <laughs> show. Catharsis is a word. I couldn't even tell you how to spell it. I just yeah, Catharsis. Cathartical? Maybe. I don't know. See, now we're just... I like catharsisism. <laughs> so, Matt, you're... you're so, what is he looking at? Falls deep in research. Yeah, what, what's, what's the next one to the table? <clears throat> I was looking up uh, an, an old email that I had from my friend uh, who has done some um, graphic design for... Uh, Top Shelf Comics, who okay. I believe published Lost Girls, correct? Uh, sure. <laughs> I'm going to say sure. Yes, they did. Um, and he did the design on the cover and that's I guess cool. the slip case. Oh, that's and, nice. yeah, cool. Yeah, I did. love how it was designed, so props. Yeah. Okay. That's Jim Titus. Um, good job, Jim. Yeah, he's, he's quite a good graphic designer. Matt always has the, he his was, hand on he's, the celebrities. He's connected. No, well, he's not yes. a celebrity. He's a, he... Well, is he a celebrity? I don't know. He is now. Well, well, he is an accomplished artist because you showed me a handful of books when we were at New Dimension. Oh, that's right. You showed me a bunch of his surrogates. Yeah, did he did the graphic design on the surrogates, and um, there was some really cool like uh, fake ads in the comic, like these futuristic looking things. Um, And he did those. He did those, yeah. And then he did like an illustrated pinup in the very back of it that he like drew and colored. Is a surrogate? Is that a non-superhero book? It seemed like it was. It is. Yeah. Is that a Bruce Willis book? Uh, not originally. <laughs> yeah. Um, I never read it. Um, Your friend that you just hyped up on this podcast and you haven't um, read his book. that you saved his old email. You didn't read his work. Yeah. The truth is, how he, well, he didn't. Dare he you. explained it to me, and 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 I think I fell asleep in the middle. He of said it. it's oh. it's black and white and heavy as hell. <laughs> you should read it. <laughs> yep. The art's terrible in it. The graphic design is good, mm-hmm. but the art's mm-hmm. terrible. Who's the, who's the artist? Don't know. I never saw the artist. I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought I, I, I was pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. by that. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, Ian, why don't you give us your favorite non-superhero work? Um, favorite would be Creature, but we talk about that all the time. So I will steer clear of that, and I'll talk about Why the Last Man. Why? Because <laughs> Why the Last Man, written by Brian K. Vaughn. Uh, of Saga fame. Why does it have to be Brian K. Vaughn? Why can't it just be Brian Vaughn? What other Brian Vaughn is there? Uh, uh, is that Wild Thing from Major League? I think no, so. that's mm, Ricky Vaughn. Ricky yeah. Vaughn. Yeah. Come Brian on. Come on! What is the, what is the His K? His little brother. What does um, the K stand for? Do you know? K- cool. Conrad? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, Brian K. Vaughn Kip. and Pia Guerrero. Uh, this is the artist on it. Guerra, I believe. Guerra? Guerra? Gera. Is it Gera? Gera. Gera. Um, Do you think Ian's ever going to get to talk about this comic book? <laughs> what other random things can we ask <laughs> before we actually start? Y.K. Vaughn, another uh, Vertigo title. Um, a lot of great... Uh, I think all the non-superhero books that I've read and really loved right. have been Vertigo titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of... Uh, yeah. Great great we brought... Yeah. And um, it's about uh, a, a plague that hits the earth, kills every... Every uh, male in existence except for a monkey and a magician. <laughs> Good <laughs> right choice. And it's it's about... Is it's, he a magician or an escape artist? 
Is he both? Is he both? It's been so long since I read it. I don't, okay. I don't remember. I, I, let's go isn't with Escape just, Artist. Isn't Escape Artist just a type of... Well, why would, yeah. yeah. I think he has He's a like monkey. He's like a Harry Houdini. Yeah, I think he has a monkey because he is a magician, but he also does escape, and that's a big part of how he gets out of some of these things. So, Big Plague hit, hits Earth, only women left. I know. It sounds like a fucking horror title. <laughs> but it's a really great... Um, that sounds like a dream. Is it a, a dream? A very good dream. Did I you have. read this book? I know. They, they, yes. they ruined that fantasy for me. Paul's like, chain me up in a room and go at it. Uh, and I fuck it, all day, son. <laughs> it, there's uh, gangs of uh, women running around, hacking off their breasts to Ooh. show their uh, allegiance to this one sect of really extreme, uh, aggressive women. And it, it takes you through, I want to say, I don't have it in front of me, but it takes you through probably 12 volumes, somewhere around there. It was a really lengthy series. And um, at the very end of this book, I'll tell you, I, I, I teared up. I was really sad at the, the, <laughs> the end of the book. I did. It was, it was sad, man. Why is that funny? What do you oh, I love my comic books, and it, it was emotional. I thought it was it was a I'm giving very Ian touching a hard time tonight. A very touching, a very touching ending. No, I, I, can I, I don't. Take it. I didn't. I didn't tear up when I read that, but oh, I teared up during Green Lantern. This is not oh, the superhero podcast. You're not allowed to talk about. No, it. now a lot of people have complained about this book. Uh, Complain about it? Yeah, I've heard nothing but praise for this. Well, book. no, a lot of people like this book, but what I've heard bad about it is, like, I know a lot of people think that it portrays women in a bad way. Uh, but there's so many, there's so many different types. Well, of I'm not saying I say that. I'm just saying that a lot of people complain about that. Do you guys, you guys disagree with I that? I disagree with that because they're they're in a situation. It, it would be like complaining about the characters in The Walking Dead and how horrible they are acting and how bad their manners are when faced with the end of the world. Is right? that the main complaint that people think all That's the women are just the main evil complaint I've heard about it. Yeah, is that uh, the women are all just like And neither of you have read this. No. I've read uh, some of it. I read a few issues. It's, yeah. It didn't, to me, from what I read of it, it didn't seem uh, that that was the case. What else has that artist worked on? I don't think anything, really. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure something else, but this is all that I know her from. It has a very kind of, uh, I'd say, Steve Steve Dillon esque from Preacher fame. The, mm-hmm. the the coloring is very similar to that. The themes are kind of similar. <laughs> I felt. Um, did this? Did the artist do the entire series? Yes, the, the artist did the entire run. I don't know why she hasn't done more stuff because I love her work. It's, an, it's very. It's nice very art. clean. Yeah, it is. And it doesn't look like she has done anything. She did Doctor Who: The Forgotten in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Is she still with us? I'd imagine so. Yeah, doesn't say anything about her. As far as I can see. Yeah, but it's a it's a real clean kind of style. Um, it fits this book where there nobody's flying through the air with capes or rings, which I liked rather much. <laughs> <laughs> but if I had to recommend something, Why the Last Man is one of my favorite works. Um, it was uh, like I said, it, Matt, did you it was very it's very emotional. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Ian's exasperated. I read Bone. Ian, did you read Bone? No. Is it Bone also first of the month? I will. I will read. First of the month. Yes. Get up, wake up. (laughs) And uh, now, why did you not read Why uh, the Last Month? Just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, I mean, I've heard. It seems like it would be something that you would be into. Probably. I have so many things I want to read, so 
You, you know how you can get to all of them? By reading them. True. Because there wasn't a Y man from Yville. <laughs> yeah, Matt, I, I really think that you would like this. In fact, cool. I brought Danger too, so you oh, can that's take really that. Cool. And all this Thanks. stuff is at your fingertips um, for you to read. So we won't even make you buy them. You could go over to my Walking Dead bookshelf right now. And read the rest of those. And then next week we could have that podcast that we've been talking about. <laughs> that podcast has never happened. No, um, it is. It is. It is. We have to it kill is. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ian just lent me Why the Last Man and Day Tripper. I lent Ian Little Depressed Boy, which it looks like he brought back. I did. And which I, I'm going to read, read it. And I did read it. So can we get a quick... Um, I don't want to know. Put it over there. Can we get a quick thought or two about Little Depressed Boy? Because this falls into the category of non-superhero, correct? Correct. And that I is what we're talking the category about. of not good. I'm going to slap you <laughs> across the face. It wasn't bad. Um, I like the art. I like the coloring. Um, I like the... Uh, there, there's not a lot of adventure in this. Is he, are you but just I, stretching for but nice I, I like the uh, I liked how quick it was to read. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna sit here and hate it, um, but, but it was, there, it was over. It Here's was, the thing. It was just there. There wasn't a lot to for me to really dig into. I'd like to ask you to explain why this is such a loved book for you. I know you've talked about it before, but here's your chance to defend it. I think you were opening a can of worms. With that question. That's what we do. We open <laughs> worm, worms. worm hands. I got worms. Dog, Tell me, dog. show me your worms. Right here? Right now. <laughs> um, I like it because I like the character. That's the best part of the book is that main character. Such a mopey little fuck, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he is nothing. Mad is stunned at this point. Um, <laughs> did you not like him? I think he's very. I wasn't. I wasn't you're real. the one that said if he was a real person, you'd hate him. Yeah, but I think I re retracted <laughs> a that. A callback to an earlier episode. <laughs> like a little I, bit I later, I think. I, I didn't, I didn't dislike him, but he was a little too aw shucks for for my taste. And maybe mm -hmm. I think that maybe I would like this book if I was 16 year old Ian Sharpley in the 90s, mm -hmm. and this came out, and I was depressed, and you know, uh, and you were, and you were so. Uh, it wasn't even even emo then. No, it, it was, was pre pre, pre emo. emo. Would have been like goth. goth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like thing. And, and just the uh, yo, the world hates me, and these girls will never like me. If I was in that mindset, but I'm not that person anymore, so I can't really connect with this dude. I, I just want to punch him in his sack face <laughs> and tell him to shut <laughs> wow. the fuck up. Wow. Wow. wow, wow, I think the truth is coming out about how Ian really felt. <laughs> A I'm surprised major, I didn't get major this trade through. paperback back like in a little baggie all torn up. <laughs> well, I did read it in the shower, so. <laughs> so it's it's gonna be why these pages are sticky? It's going to be a little, well, they're sticky for another reason. Darcy, you and Dylan brought a healthy stack. We did. Of a lot books. Of so why don't you pull something out of I did. the Happy like, Trust? I pulled out Fables. Um, just because it was a very significant series, I feel like, in the uh, non-superhero genre. And I'm going to actually let Dylan explain this one because... Now, I'd like to, I'd like to mention uh, that originally, I don't know if you guys have ever seen or heard of the show Once Upon a Time. Yes. 
Originally, it was supposed to be based on fables. I heard that too. Yeah. And uh, the people that did the show wanted to go in their own direction and said not. But uh, they were just like, "We'll steal this idea." Like, yeah. We like the idea, but we're not going to use you know fables. With, but, and uh, and with, it's funny because I read this first fables trade, and I was just kind of bored. It didn't hook me in to pick up the next one. But I really like Once Upon a Time. I like it a lot too. I really enjoy that show. So big props for that show. Uh, even though it did not. So those those story thieves must have done something right. Right. Um, Do so you think that they could have made a true to the comic book version on ABC television? Does does fables get I, dark? Um. I mean, there's a lot. It I probably don't gets. It, I think they could have done it. I don't think it would be as good as the show that uh, is. Is on but to tell you the truth. I think it works a lot better as a comic. I book. just don't think uh, ABC. I mean, they're Disney owned, right? ABC Family. So right. there's, 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 I think it's a, it's like a little but they don't, too dark. Yeah, I, I mean, it's. Fun. I don't think it's as dark as there's some of the stuff. other things we've discussed. There's stuff here on tonight. television darker than but, what happens at Fables, but. Uh, I, I mean, put I could, on HBO or shows. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, it could work on HBO. Probably FX might even be able because they get. And I mean, there's sex in it. Or even AMC um, at this point. Yeah, Yeah. AMC would probably do it. Breaking Bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I mean, the the concept of the the comic is very similar to the show uh, where these fable characters, you know, characters you read about like uh, Snow White and Cinderella and all those characters are sort of banished to to our world, to the real world, and they make a town and... You know, all the things that go on with them, and you. But they also, he also does a little uh, spin on the characters, and makes them a little bit different than what you remember. You know, and this like, is uh, this is written by Bill Willingham. Bill Willingham. Uh, with art by who? Lynn Medea Medina was the penciler. I always get so upset because the covers of Fables look so fucking awesome. They do. They do. Every nice time covers. I see it, I want to pick do. it up and read it. But I, I read the first one. I wasn't into it. But the covers are are beautifully painted. But I think I, I, I think really the pacing, like the, interior the pacing well. in the first one is very sure, slow. It's I think, okay. It's okay. I think it gets better. Those are nice fairy titties. Those are nice fairy titties. Looks Who like Rachel like Summers. Pair of <laughs> fairy titties. Fairy titties. Yeah. Now this book has been going on for a long, a long time. time. Yeah. There's a very long time. There are 2002 to the present. I was just gonna say, I feel like this book has been around since before yeah. I started reading comics. Yeah, I've kind of fallen behind. And that's pretty much it. the same time. Period. Yeah, I mean, we, that, there's we, just been so many of them that I just kind of stopped reading them. Well, there's been there have been a bunch of spinoffs too. Like, yeah, um, there's Jack of Jack, Fable. Yeah, and Jack, is that from Jack and the Beanstalk? Mm-hmm. And he's kind of a dick, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, he's he's pretty much like he's a con man sort of character. What was that current Vertigo Fables like spinoff? Um, oh, um, the subhead was in the circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Fairy tales or fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, couldn't tell you on that one. Is it the Come one on that has the Adam Sorry. The Adam Hughes artwork on the front? Mm-hmm. Is that the yeah, one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that. Uh... That looks so awesome. I forget what the name of it is, but it, I read the first few of it. Ferrist. Ferrist. Ferrist, right, right. And right on time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back.
on the wall from the pipe down. Did you hit play? Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Here we go. Post pizza party. Clear minds, full bellies, thanks to Fox's Pizza. Thank you, Fox's Pizza. Thank pizza you. delivery guy. Same delivery guy we got last time. Big superhero fan. Going to see Man of Steel on Father's Day with his son. Little indie movie. Oh, that's great. I think you little, guys need... Little indie movie. Did you tell him that we're currently doing a super... Not really superhero podcast? Uh, no, because I... You didn't want to hurt us. No, I, I think he would have invited himself to join us. Okay. Uh, yeah. okay. Now he's on uh, the he's on the front. Let's he's do definitely a, an in the front personality. Let's do a quick pizza count. Ian, three, fall, uh, four, and three breadsticks. Whoa, Whoa. dude! What, son? <laughs> Dylan, two. How many breadsticks? Bread uh, two breadsticks. So. Two pizza, two breadsticks. Two, two, two and two. Darcy, two pizza, one breadstick. That's surprising. Three bread, six, one pizza. What? Wow. Why did you go off the wall like that? I don't because the pizza was too hot initially. It was like, it was like <laughs> drooping over itself. It was fall, it was falling apart. Yeah, mm. it was so hot. And I couldn't wait, so I started with bread sticks, and that's just where I made it. And out. then you just kept going. Yeah. So, makes sense. Makes sense. Another big book, if you're talking non-superhero comics, that gets a whole ton of credit, gets a lot of hype around it for obvious reasons, is Mouse! Mouse! Why is that obvious? I find Mouse! Did I say obvious? I thought you said for obvious reasons. Except for obvious reasons, because mice and Nazis are a... Because they obviously go together. Clearly, peanut butter and... But not like cranberries and milk, mice. Cranberries and milk. No, have any of you guys read this book? No. No. None of you guys have read this book. Nine. So, the guy who wrote this wrote it pretty much for it to tell his father's story. Right. And he does so in the form of using mice as the main characters. But pretty much they right. experience, you know, Nazi Germany. Um, all the uh, all the Jews are mice. All the uh, Nazis Germans are cats. Are cats. Uh, I think the, the Polish pigs? people, I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Americans are dogs? The Americans are dogs, right. So, I mean, it, it, it's definitely an, an interesting take on, you know, what happened in history. And you've um, read this. I've only read part of it. I won't lie. Dylan's read the whole thing. I've read it. <sighs> Darcy, why did we invite you tonight? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I said. Anything you bring said, up, Darcy, go, well, I read part of it. Hey. Unless it's an X-Men book. Right. <laughs> that's, that's not true. I read all the Neil, I read all the Neil Gaiman the stuff. The I read all the new game and stuff. I read Swamp Thing. Did you read Swamp Thing? Uh, you gave it to me. It was on my required book reading list. When I started dating Dylan, for the podcasters to yes. know. Yes, this when is the I, high one. The relationship. The relationship. Angle. When I started dating Dylan, um, I had homework. I had required reading lists that I had to read. And on that, the first thing I had to read was Death. Also by Neil Gaiman. Also by Neil Gaiman. Which is which was one of the characters are in there, the Sandman, is that right? Are there only two trades for death? death? Yes. I think I read both of those, too. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't sure if Gaiman wrote them. Yeah. Yes. So I didn't mention them. Mm-hmm. And then I, I had to read all of the Sandman. Then the I entire saga, not just the, the entire saga. Right. The right. entire saga. And this was before this was mandatory before date one. 
No, this no, this no, was no. after date one. No. But I, this was like if the relationship's going to continue. There's a period of, of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was my trial period, my trial run. I had to do Swamp Thing. I had to do the Books of Magic. All right, now, podcasters, I'm going to call shenanigans here. uh, (laughs) Because Swamp Thing, I only just read uh, this year. I had to read a Swamp Um, Thing. I have... So how I could have forced anyone... (laughs) I just got this book. I feel as though I read... Does it not look crisp? Thank you. I feel as though I read a Swamp... I swear I read a Swamp Thing. Maybe I, I'm he still going to sign with Darcy on this. Else. Any man that's just mandating these books, you probably threw it in there. Just like, ah. Uh. Now, now, I will admit the Swamp Thing might have been in something else. All right. I just remember Swamp Thing Maybe as a character. Swamp Ass. Maybe. <laughs> something like that. And he swooped in Swampville. that's a good comic book. Do you know what it's about, Ian? Uh, what is it about? It's about uh, a hot summer day <laughs> after a... a, a 14 mile run through the park. A humid mile. A humid. A very, park. yes, a very humid and sticky run through the park. So you may have also read it's a slice of life thing. It really. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Something. I read something it's with a thing. Pretty much the same as well. And, and um, I had to read all um, the Neil Gaiman <laughs> novels. And Dylan. I'm a huge Neil Gaiman stud. fan in case anyone has missed and that. So, yes. So. Anything after my required reading, I won't lie. I get halfway into a lot of things and then stop because I have a lot of stuff to do. Is that, Sorry. Is that just that you're busy? I'm very that's busy. That's the reason you can't I, Were you just trying trade? to impress him initially? I yeah, think I, I, think I, I mean, was, going come on. on, look at this stud muffin right here. Yeah. Now, now that he's landed me, it's, it's Did he always look this good? <laughs> always. He has a sexy little goatee thing going. You know, before oh, before we invited Darcy on tonight, I think maybe we should have taken a page out of Dylan's playbook and made her finish. Forced to read something. Well, <laughs> I I want I want to state for the record that I said you want Dylan. He's far better of an expert on this genre than I. We can always get Dylan. And to you make guys Matt said read the rest of the shit that we need. <laughs> and you guys said we want you too, Darcy. So. Well, you can't come well, and just I, sit in the other room. I have already told Matt that if he wants to date me, he's got to read Sandman. Well, there it is. <laughs> hey, Can you make him read Walking Dead what? <laughs> I am I knowledgeably try. describing this stuff, so it's not like I'm we like, also wanted to bring uh, up Mouse. I think it's about uh, yeah. fairy gypsies. I'm not sure. <laughs> we did want to bring up Miles too because it, uh, as Matt is a racist, we uh, <laughs> <laughs> wanted to give his opinion on, on this. Story. Teaches a valuable lesson that all those mice don't look alike. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't they actually have this as like required reading in some schools? Yes, mm-hmm. that's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah, Mouse has kind of taken that <clears throat> leap to being called literature. Right, right. It yeah. has. It which, looks it looks heavy, much in the, heavy on the dialogue. Much in the same way yeah, that Sandman looks very dense. did not. Sandman win some uh, literary it awards did. that are usually reserved it, for just right. Books. And it's since real. then, they've changed the. Uh, They've changed it that you can't put a graphic novel in the competition anymore. Right, right. Because Neil Gaiman would kick it. Because apparently it was, you know, too childish or something. Something like that. We don't use the L word too often on the podcast. Literature. Yeah. 
what yeah. pisses me off when they call when they say, well, this is literature now, you know, and that's kind of saying that all this other shit that we're reading is not literature. Are you are you and saying Little Depressed Boy is not I, literature? I think Little Depressed Boy might be literature. I don't know. I haven't read it. Quite. Which is funny because don't they call like a, a pamphlet literature? Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Two so par- words paragraphs about your colon literature. screening are literal literature. But the rest, I said two paragraphs on your colon screening is literature. Yeah, right. <laughs> little depressed boy is not. Little depressed boy, not so much. So now with these, uh, with the your required reading, yes. were there quizzes that were given afterwards? There were not quizzes, but we, we did have about. discussions. There on, were discussions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So an oral quiz, an oral right. quiz, if you will. That just sounds dirty in so many ways. You know what? If that said oral quiz, it wouldn't have come out that way. I don't know. Maybe. Say it. Say it now. Oral quiz. (laughs) (laughs) He said it in his sultry voice. No, I you know, and I'm not, you know, being like this was like, oh my god, you're reading this, or I'm gonna break up with you. I had to do things too, though. You know, let's, let's not. Oh, he oh, did. He we did go. have to do things. Did she make you well, do? Well, this goes off of like the podcast topics. He he had to go to Weird Al concerts. We always go. Oh, yeah, that's fine. All right. Well, just, just saying. What else right. did I make uh, you do besides Weird Al? I read. Uh, didn't I read a, a Jane Austen book? You had to read Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. Not the one with zombies in it. Hold, hold on no, a second. I've read that. Yeah. Hold on one second. Dylan, do you really think I have a sultry voice? <laughs> <laughs> At times, you know, it gets pretty uh, Thank you. It's pretty sultry. Wait, <clears throat> is that a compliment? You can take it that way. So are you a Pride and Prejudice fan or a Jane Austen fan? Um, I was originally a Pride and Prejudice fan, but uh, after reading all of them... I would say I'm a pretty big Jane Austen fan. I mean, she really was like, you go, girl. I mean, at a time when, you know, people really aren't taking women authors seriously, I mean, she's more well-known than half the male authors from her time. I mean, you got to give it to the woman she, you know. I think there's many literary scholars who say, like, Pride and Prejudice is one of the best books ever written. And these are, like, dude scholars at, like, Harvard and shit, I mean. Guys in the calm house literature. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. exactly. Hey. I'd, like, I'd, like, I'd like to check it out. Well, I, I rather enjoyed well. the Anne Hathaway um, Professor X movie. What's that guy's name? James McAvoy. There it is. Being Jane? Yeah. Becoming Jane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was that part of your required relationship? <laughs> no, that was, I, I probably made that requirement. <laughs> I like girly stuff. Yeah. You were like into the Twilight movies or something, right? Well, I saw them. I I wasn't into them. I haven't read them. But as you saw earlier, I do own three or four seasons of the OC. Yes, because you do have an honorary vagina because you love the CW so much. Damn straight. I don't love that. That's like it, though. I don't. It's not like I'm watching Vampire oh, Diaries. So Wait, you do watch Vampire Diaries? <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch Vampire Diaries. Vampire Diaries is okay. Let's let's check it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to mouse. Anyway, mouse, uh, mouse, mouse. Uh, yeah. So, spoiler alert: the Jews die. It's <laughs> <laughs> not funny. Um, well, one, no, of, uh, one of those mouses has to make a little mouse comic book artist writer. Now, Art Spiegelman. Art Spiegelman. Did he write and draw this? Is that right? Yes. Yes. Heavy on the words. It looks like it would take it is. It's very it heavy is on the very words. heavy on the words. It's and I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Like, it, 
it's good, but I've read or seen so many things about the Holocaust that like you kind of know the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of is like, okay, well, you know, he's gonna hide in a wall somewhere and stuff like that. Like it's it's yeah. got all the same things that always happen. In does it? Give, does this format give you a different perspective on the story? Because we all know that story, right? So yeah, well. yeah. Is um, this a take on Inglorious Bastards? Exactly. Sure. Inglorious yes. Bastards was a take on this. Oh. I don't, I don't think that it, it's so much that it gives you a different perspective per se. I mean, it is what it was. You know, it was this horrible, horrible thing that happened. I think it helps you relate more to one personal. story from that right you know like this is a son you know writing this story in remembrance of what his father had to go through and it sort of gives you like and there's also a a part where part of the story is that he's trying to connect to his father him and his father don't really get along at all so it's kind of a how can he connect with his father and to do that he's trying to find out about his father's past which is what makes him write this story yeah I think the so reason it's that interesting it's interesting and it's worth reading. I mean, I would definitely read it. Yeah, I, I think that's the aspect of it. It's more pulling out. It's not so much about, oh, here's another it's take on the Holocaust. It's more What's like, it? here's another yeah. take on... I'm saying on... I would definitely uh, tell people to read it. Yeah. Not, I would definitely read it because I already... You already read it. Um, but it's more, you know, that personal connection of that I think is what is so tying for it. I think the reason that it's become required reading in schools and stuff right i mean i think this this is a little more approachable for some adults who are uncomfortable talking about such a a, kids i mean it's a good way to yeah it's a a very intense point in history right it's it's, something they can actually i mean do they really want to read like a a book about the holocaust you know you know but this has you know the funny animals in it so it kind of Sort of like baby steps them into the <clears throat> more approachable for you know people. I guess what actually went down. But yeah, that's, that's about it for my side. I will be uh, I will be taking that when you guys leave tonight. There you go. When when you're done, let me read it. It's it's one of those books that I think every comic book fan should read. Yeah. There's there's yeah. two parts to uh, and so I'll, I'll give you guys the second <laughs> part so Matt was holding something up over there. All right, Matt, which one you got? Feverishly rubbing his fingers on something. What 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 do you have there, Matt? My wiener. <laughs> oh, was Matt. I supposed to go there? You kind of no. All right, so um, Sin City by Frank Miller. Um, it's very thick and red and black and white. <laughs> Wait, that's yours. <laughs> um, that's true. So. Uh, <laughs> Sin City by Frank Miller is um, one of the most well-known uh, non-superhero comic books, uh, in part due to the fact that there was a movie yeah. in, Crap. what, 2004, something like that? Yeah. Um, it, it has a very striking black-and-white style. Um, yeah, he definitely knows how to use black and white. Yeah, to, he sure uh, does. He especially does. with rain. How cool mm-hmm. is that? Like, all the stuff with the rain is just really, really awesome. Um, but uh, this story focuses just on Marv. If you've seen the movie, this is just the Marv portion of the story. Um, really, really gritty. Really 
violent. Who plays Marv in the movie? Very naked. Um, Mickey, Mickey Rourke. Rourke. Mickey Rourke, yeah. The wrestler. Mm-hmm. The wrestler. Mm-hmm. Whiplash. The one and only. Whiplash. <laughs> That's kind of the um, movie that kind of brought his career back, was the Sin City. <laughs> and then the one that killed it was yeah, the then, Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he yeah, meant nice. oh, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Sin City story... And then all the additional spin-offs like The Big Fat Kill and A Dame to Kill For, which I believe is the sequel movie, A Dame to Kill For. I think, yeah, that might be. Because um, The Big Fat Kill is part of the first movie. Uh, all the additional spin-offs with all the other characters that inhabit this... I guess it's a take on Vegas, isn't it? Um, uh, yeah, well, I was always sure under the impression that, yeah. that it was kind of just sounds, desert. I mean, city. yeah, I mean, since yeah. Yeah, I, think yeah, it's, I mean, that's what yeah. they call Vegas. So, yeah. Um, but but I don't think it's ever really there's no specified. Glitz or no, 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 it's all it's grit. Like the, but it's it's like the dirt. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say the dirty underbelly. Um, but uh, all the characters that kind of make up the city in the additional you know books are are pretty interesting characters. And Marv is a great main character, unfortunately. Spoilers. Thank you. I wasn't allowed to do spoilers for. St- for well, you uh, saw the movie, didn't you? I thought they yeah, killed Bruce Willis. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, I think he does too, but they, they Bruce kill. Willis kills himself. But they also there's a, more, more people can die. <laughs> and then he finds out movie. everyone was ghosts. <laughs> That's right. Now, in a game to kill all, for, um, it's a prequel to the Sin City original Sin City story. So you're gonna have. Um, Mickey Rourke back. I can't wait to not see that movie. <laughs> uh, you I take it you, you do like not Sin like Sin City? No. Have you read it? No. Why do you not like Sin City? <laughs> uh, because Without I think Frank Miller is a one-trick pony, and I don't. I've read enough of his other work. What that is I don't the one-trick again? Noir. Noir. That's it. That's all he's got. The Dark Knight Returns was noir. Absolutely. In superhero noir, but noir. I agree. Well, definitely it was noir. noir. I, I mean, think I it was good noir. I yeah, I think everything noir. he does is is definitely noir, but I I don't think I'm gonna disagree. That's necessarily. But that's I mean it doesn't matter if he's a one trick pony or not. He did great works on that. Daredevil. Yeah, I mean Sin if he does City it well. is a well received yeah. book. Yeah. You don't like it, but that's okay. A lot of people like it. I mean, if you really, I like it. If you really yeah, think about it, it, a lot of people. I have read it. I don't. I don't like Sin City the book. It's just you have but to I like really the like the movie. Brian, interesting. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So wait, why do you give me shit for like not reading Why the Last Man, but yet I think in the grand scheme of comics that of staple comics, I have read more than you have. I would would have to agree with that. Every time we ask you, you're like, I've never read that. I fucking read Sin City. Sin City's bigger than Why the Last Man. Uh, You know what? I gotta give that. Yeah, probably. But it's still Why the Last Man. I would say it's in. It's on a rung below, I would say. You haven't read Preacher either, and that's a rung below Sin City, but still. Have you read Love and Rockets? No. Although I was looking through it, I was like, I might need to read that. Oh, fuck, Matt, I hate you. (laughs) you, you I looked through the book and I'm like, get it out of my house. If you enjoyed Little Depressed Boy, you might enjoy Love and Rockets. Did you bring that? Yeah, you can borrow it. If you want to borrow it, knock yourself out. I'll get it next. Uh, oh, do you want to read it too? I want to make I it, want to make sure that I'm hating it for the. It is about reasons. lesbians, which got Paul excited originally, but, but I think he not, lost yeah. excitement when he actually looked through it. Like, they're not in color. What the fuck? And saw it, that it was it black looks and white. Very, I like the art. I just wish it was very very They're not boning each other on every page. 
um, Strangers in Paradise style. Would yeah, you agree? very most definitely. Yeah, uh, very clean. Um, very black and white. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's about all I can say to it because uh, I didn't read it. But Dylan, what do you uh, want to say about Love and Rockets? It's interesting. I, I like it. In in a sense, there are superheroes in Love and Rockets because. Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it is not a superhero comic, and, and the reason the being, there are superheroes, but they're in the background. Okay. They live in a city that has superheroes, but those aren't the char- the main cool. characters. Yeah, the cool. main characters are just normal people. They're just two chicks. Two chicks. One of them's lesbian. Trying to make their way through the world. Just a slice of life. One of them's kind of bisexual, I guess. Mm. Paul, are you ready to read this thing? <laughs> ding ding dong, a badge. Um, there's some nudity in it. I right hate now. the way that you, like, lick the inside of your mouth while you're rubbing your hands. I'm swallowing. No, you, like, like, you're ran your You're disturbingly rocking back and forth <laughs> on, the, on the ball that you're sitting on as well. That's the part that's freaking me out. Darcy, have you read Love and Rockets? What do you think, Paul? I think you read half of it. I actually, <laughs> I actually have not read any of She's Love and Rockets. She's not read any of Love and Rockets. To be honest, I didn't even know that we owned Love and Rockets. Has this been hiding in the basement? It was in the basement, yeah. <laughs> That's why I didn't know that we owned it. Because he brought it upstairs and I'm like, what the hell is that book? I had never seen it before today. And it's it a little like... bit, it's a little hard to follow because the stories kind of jump around a lot uh, time-wise. Why didn't you bring the little Echo ones? Isn't that her name? Echo or... Right. Oh, Carrie real... Moore's Echo. Yeah. Right? Because you, we have a crap load of right? those. Yeah. Huh? What? Why am I not, like, knowing what you're talking Terry Moore's talking Echo? About? Echo, the girl, she fantasizes. She's always getting oh, raped or little boned echo. or... Little... Right? No, you're talking about little, little Echo. Uh, That's little, what I said, Little That's Echo. Not, they're talking about something different than what you're talking about. Isn't that the same one? No, Terry Moore's Echo. Little, little, uh, you're talking about the girl that's always getting bound. Yeah. Little Orphan Annie? Is that no. that yeah. one? <laughs> no, Little Orphan Annie was the little red-headed chick. Little Depressed Boy? Oh. I have a bone when I read that one. <laughs> uh, little, now I can't even think of what it I was. I thought it started with an E. Little Depressed Boy? He's always getting bound. <laughs> yeah, he is. All right, I take it back. I took one to them, okay. Now, as we were talking, Matt... Matt pulled out a stack arsenal of indie of books. Yeah, no, it's not that. It's like from little like ego, this little ego. ego. Yeah, little, little ego. ego. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Paul would like it. Paul, you would like little ego. <laughs> sex. Uh, it is just sex, pretty yeah. much. I have to say, I was, I was actually. <laughs> I'm pretty raunchy as a girl. So I'm pretty open. I can I can read some Lost Girls. I can see some badge. I can we, we heard whatever. In the first hour. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but this one was borderline too much for me. That sounds awesome. There, well, there was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there's like no story, is why. There, it, it, there's it's no story. Pretty it's pretty much bone. she goes to sleep every night. Dreams about and dreams sex. about getting either raped or having sex we, is or this, whatever. Is this the deal yeah, right that's here? It right yeah, there. This chick like has little ego right there. <laughs> they don't make. They, they don't what, always... what do you think? What if you had to guess the boob size here? They, they, don't, they don't make letters. Her boob size. <laughs> her boobs are not always. That that's big. just that one of her dreams. Dream. She's having so it's just always a different dream of some kind of sex, which is fine. But I guess. I like my comics like I like my porn. I want a little bit of a storyline in it. You know, like, it was just page after page of, like, nothing but 
random. The art is actually really good. The art's really yeah, good. I was about to say, it does look really, uh, that, that's appealing about it. That's why I bought it originally. Is, that's is what's the, appealing about it. That's one of the things that's appealing about it, besides those boobs and butts. Those double Z's. Right. That, that helps a little bit. For you. <laughs> no, and then I also was like, maybe we should have grabbed some of the heavy metals. Yeah, yeah. We have a we massive amount of heavy metals, which again are very not superhero based. When I was when I first yeah. started going to the Phantom, and I I'd, I would try to pick up heavy metal and purchase it, and they're like, "No, Ian, you're too young for that." <laughs> <laughs> and then last week I was like, "I'm gonna buy it, damn darn it!" <laughs> if we're gonna talk about uh, sci-fi comics, has anybody here besides me read Star Wars: Dark Empire? Yes, but I have. I don't heard know. of it. I haven't read this, it. Though. Is this, 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 I, this I don't know. Is this, this is iffy ground? I, kn- I know that it's not technically superhero, mm-hmm. but it, in what other... Luke, Luke Skywalker's kind of a superhero. He's kind of a superhero. Really? It, yeah. He kind of, I don't know. I've never I don't referred think to him a as a superhero. superhero. No, I don't think he's. That's a why superhero. I said kinda. That's why. Is it not at all? <laughs> <laughs> He's well, got, he has the fucking force. Well, Is that not a superpower? That's no, a superpower. I mean, I can... What defines superhero, though? But does I that can't. just mean someone that has powers well, above well, a regular person well, I mean, and does he, good? Like, is that a superhero? Sounds or like is there more... Skywalker to me, doesn't it? Yeah, but I'm, that, I'm asking, though, is that what defines a superhero? There's a lot of... I mean, does that mean Sandman's a superhero? Yeah, because, I mean, no, in that case, well, yeah, Sandman would but be. But I can see... Is that what he does? But I can see the point of... Is he... And he does good Is he driven by altruism? But all superheroes are not driven by altruism, though. I mean, like, there's superheroes that are anti-heroes and all oh, that shit nowadays. Yeah, is the Punisher a superhero? Yeah, right. But I look at it more... And he doesn't even have any powers. Let's remove ourselves from the stories, though, and the characters, though, right? Like, let's look at this in, like, a main... Like, what is their influence on people? Like, if I go to the store, right, I can buy a crap load of Star Wars action figures... I'm not going to the store and buying a mouse action figure. So you're saying to go not yet. Like, <laughs> are you saying that if there are super, there are I figures think, that they are superheroes? Well, no, what? no. I'm saying that if they are superheroes, that they are these personas that we, as a you know people, are putting on this pedestal and we are idolizing and we are wanting to be like them. It, it, it overrides just. The comic, it becomes this cultural phenomenon of your hero. You know, I think a superhero is a get rid of the super. It is a hero. It is your hero. Would Luke Skywalker, if you take Luke Skywalker and put him in X-Men, would he fit in that universe? Would Luke Skywalker, with the lightsaber and force push and all the things he can do, would he fit in that universe? I say yes. Would he fit into Love and Rockets? No. I say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe would he fit into... But let's talk about... No, we've argued about it. Let's talk about Dark Empire. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. So, I also have... Um... <laughs> I'm glad I we had that, have... that huge debate whether or not we could talk about it so that we could not talk about it. I, <laughs> I also have Hard Boiled by Frank Miller and Jock Darrow. <laughs> This is um, maybe noir. I'm sure it is. With really cool. Whoa! What's going on on this page, Ian? Holy shit! Yeah. What is going on? Uh, 
And oh, go and narrate. Oh, oh, oh. There's a lot going on in this place like, that wait. seems it's like kids watching coitus. And then they're and then giving him a shot. Like, what is happening here? It's explosive coitus because it looks like somebody's getting ripped in half or it something. Like, is that or... it looks like shit is exploding out what's of her that, What's asshole? going on with that guy with the wires all oh. in his head? What kind of sex is this? You're taking it out of context, maybe. Hold on, let me... Maybe if we read the entire really thing, confused. it would make some sense. I and then there's, like, kids giving him heroin or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't feel yeah. comfortable Wow, with this, this is hard-boiled. This is really hard-boiled. Um, really awesome, detailed artwork, though. Like, it is very detailed. Artwork. Who's doing the artwork on that? Jeff uh, the Darrow. podcast, the visual medium. Well... <laughs> Luckily, luckily, I'm sure Ian. You will can provide pick it up. Some, and, uh, I probably won't. Look it up, podcasters. He's too busy looking at Little Ego. Yeah, I'm deep into Little Ego. We got him a new favorite comic, <laughs> but, but it's kind of like this. Um, I don't know, dystopia, like dystopian future. Dystopian hard boiled. your name all over it. Take shots, everybody. If that's a little it's too a Frank world. Miller for you, there's also the, the wonderful New York Four by Brian Wood, who is, is currently writing the X-Men, featuring all women. Um, he also and, is writing that non-superhero title, Star Wars. Star Wars. Back to Correct. Star Wars. Um, all roads lead to Star Wars. The New York Four is a uh, story about four college roommates living in New York City from all different corners of the of the country and just kind of trying to get through, like, that first semester of college. Is this another slice of life book? Uh, a little bit, yeah, but it's Seriously. it's a little <laughs> bit more like a tour guide of New York City. It's pretty interesting. I fucking hate New York City. Can I just get that off my chest right now? I'm so fucking sick you have, of hearing... You have, like, what, strong what you, feelings what about you, New York City. What do, you, what do you hate about New York City the most? The mm-hmm. fucking hype that it gets all the time. That people can't get enough New York City dick in their mouth at one time. Have you been to New York, New York City? I have never been there. <laughs> so, you're just making this assumption. He hates so many things no, he's, he's never he's experienced. experienced. From just... I'm sick of hearing about how fucking great it is. And who's more, city in the who's world, more closed-minded and between these two? What if show is set in New York City? It constantly and changes. Paul's like that little kid that's like, oh, I hate hot dogs, I hate them. And it's like, no, you've never had hot dogs, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Matt is our wiener expert. <laughs> Wait, how did I fit <laughs> Next. So, Next. New York City, bad <laughs> comic book. <laughs> If it has New York City, so do you hate Spider-Man? Well, he lives in New York right, City. He hates Marvel Comics. I don't. So. No, that's yeah. true. Well, I, I, don't, I don't hate Marvel Comics, but I I would prefer them not to be set in just boring-ass regular New York City. But not some, yeah, I don't like New York, but what would what immediately turns me off from this book is Matt's explanation of, oh, it's like a New York tour guide. Because that's what I didn't like about uh, that Neil Gaiman book that I can't remember the name of, that... It just Neverwhere. Yeah, it's just Neverwhere. Neverwhere. Yeah. Just love fucking London so bad, and I'm like Neil Gaiman, get off London's nuts, please. <laughs> it's uh, the New York Four has great artwork by Ryan Kelly, um, who. It is pretty good artwork. It, it's yeah, incredibly, it. incredibly detailed. Like he doesn't like punk out on any single panel. Everything is accounted for, um, and I mean, it, it seems really color. accurate. It's grayscale though. 
It is crazy. It's true. Meh. <laughs> what, meh? No. That's the crappiest argument I've ever heard. That means, that's yes, you're answer. right. That's just my opinion. That's not, yes, you're right. No, no, I this is not an opinion-based. It is grayscale. <laughs> it, it, yes, it, it is grayscale. But just because it's grayscale isn't going to make me like it anymore. <laughs> well, you were saying that The Walking Dead is okay because it's grayscale and not black and white. Uh, no, The Walking Dead's okay because I, I enjoy The Walking Dead. <laughs> You enjoy it, why? Because you've actually read because it? Because I, I enjoy <laughs> a good zombie dystopian future. Take a shot! Oh. <laughs> I, like, I like crazy shit happening. I can't do slice of life stuff. What, what do you it like the bored. most about slice of life, Matt? Um, what has drawn you to this uh, genre? I don't know. It's, it's not really a tangible thing. It's, it's a bit of a... Just, a vibe really um that that i can kind of get behind usually um if the characters feel real to me which typically they feel much more real in that slice of life than they do in like right. x-men or something um i can get into that and in this new york four they are real it's also digest size it which is it originally was published in, in regular format um, as I think a five issue series, and then way to spin my contempt. And then they <laughs> they came back and they did a sequel to it called the New York Five, where they essentially add a character, um, and that was equally good. Actually, it was even better because Ryan Kelly, the artist, you can see that his evolution as an artist like took another step, and like his characters, his people were even better. I know, like uh, like. When I started reading Love and Rockets and that kind of stuff, just the more slice of life stuff, uh, I, I enjoy it because it's so different. You know what I mean? Then sometimes I just get tired about reading, you know, superheroes. There's only so many fist and, fights and you know, <laughs> fake deaths. <laughs> sometimes you just you know you want it's, something. Different. It's all about the characters. Like Brian Wood is the writer on this, and that's why I was turned on to the new X Men book because. He's the writer right. on that, yeah. and he knows how to write characters interacting with one another, and that's why I and then bought you it. Throw in some powers, and it's yeah, it's hey, really cool. We're in business, um, but yeah, good writing, great art. So. You no, know, I mean I agree. I mean, like, why should good storytelling be limited in this genre to only superheroes? I mean, it shouldn't, and I think overall you'll find that it's not. The good storytelling comes in those little slice of life. It stories. really does. And I, I think just, it opens. People I just up. don't like good storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> you just want a power ring. That's all. That's all. It it brings more fans, and I think a little bit more respect from people whenever you can show them a book like Mouse, Mouse. <laughs> or Mouse Guard. Or Matt, I'm sorry, Mouse paints your people in a terrible light. <laughs> What's my people? <laughs> racist Nazis. <laughs> racist racist Nazis. I'm, I'm confused how I'm the racist, considering you're like the big hater on the show. You can be a hater and not be racist. Oh, like, okay. He, he hates... I'm a, I'm a lover, but I'm still racist. <laughs> Paul hates for any number of reasons, not because of race. Ah, I see. I never hate for race. And I never... <laughs> I never hate for race. And I never think black people all look alike. Except Ian Lionel Richie. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I loved that video when I was kid. Ian, do you have anything you'd like to talk about? I, I talked about why. I don't think that I have really any anything uh, 
Can, can I talk about two more real quick? You certainly can. So we want to let our guests pick another book? Well, why don't our guests pick? Yeah, they, they have, have a huge what, stack. Um, on the one. ground. Dealer's Choice down there. Well, that's... We, oh, yeah. Well, we were, we were we kicked out a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen because before the podcast we determined that they are sort could of a possibly, superhero. Could like a superhero team. Could possibly be yeah. a superhero. So that, that got thrown like, Is Luke Skywalker in there or something? Yeah. <laughs> but would Luke Skywalker fit in that you would think he would? <laughs> we have if on Alan the table. If Alan Moore keeps going with it, Luke Skywalker pr- probably will show up. Real quick. The, Luke Skywalker is going to end up fighting one. the Nazis at one point. I was point. thinking... <clears throat> I was thinking about is Hellboy a superhero? Yes. I kind of yeah. think he is. I is kind of is. is BPRD a superhero comic? It's kind of a superhero team book. Okay. I was I was kind of curious of, if yeah. that qualifies. I mean, anyway. It could be argued that it's not, but I... Yeah. Kind of. Close enough. Fuck it. It's close enough like Star Wars would be. So of the four remaining that we brought, I've only read one of them. <laughs> Uh-oh. At least you've read the whole thing. I did read Which the whole thing. Read? I read of all books of magic since I'm being told that I didn't actually the, uh, read books of magic. Thing. The Harry Potter. I think you read something else Harry with Potter Swamp Thing. In it. I, I think I did read something else with Swamp Thing in it. But anyway, yes, yeah. books of magic. You guys did refer to this in one of your last podcasts, I believe. Even though, and I cringed you. like during the entire conversation about books of magic. Is um, books of magic were we, were we off? You guys did not know like the characters. Is this before the so. game or? Is, is this related to the, the card okay. game, the Magic the Gathering? Oh, it has n- okay. nothing to do with that. <laughs> I'm asking a question. <laughs> yeah, even I there, are no, there are no stupid questions. questions. Except for oh, that stupid. one. Oh, <laughs> even the guest beat you down. <laughs> I had no idea. I wanted to let the fans who might not know. Right, you, you, yeah, yes. you were just trying to... You're, you're the fan's voice. I know. I'm the one that all the fans can relate to, so... So... <laughs> Um, well, I would. I, I can understand that Paul does not know a lot of these characters because I know uh, they're all from before you started reading. Comics no, I rec- I recognized even flipping through there, like Dark yeah, Side was in there, and the, it looked like the Dominators, the alien race mm-hmm. was in there. Um, Zatanna's in there. Pretty Mark much Zatanna. any. But the the main characters that Tim Hunter has taken through there. I think I, it's John Constantine's in there, mm-hmm. and then there's two Constantine. other guys that uh, the Stranger. Phantom Strangers, one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I know him too. Now, Books of Magic is a it's a DC. Is it a Vertigo imprint or is it? It is. Vert- it is. It is Vertigo. Yeah, it's Vertigo. I think. Yeah. Um. And it's pretty much anybody at the time in DC that had that had magic powers is in the book. Yeah. Uh, is that taken in there? Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much. I'm pretty sure he is. They are I'm taking sure through and teaching show, yeah. this boy who. Tim Hunter. Tim Hunter. Who looks pretty much a lot like Harry Potter. A lot of people have said that uh, Harry that Potter was ripped off from, from this, this book. book. He has a pet owl. He's he got some crazy glasses. Do you feel that he was ripped off from this book? I can see why people would think so. I don't necessarily know that that's the case. I mean, they're... It's not like... I mean, it's a kid with glasses. I mean, how It's a kid with glasses, glasses that uses there? magic and he has an owl. After that... The, the, the owl part seems like that's a yeah. pretty damning thing. Yeah. But after bit, that yeah. is pretty much where it falls apart, right? Yeah. I mean, he's not going to this school with a funky little hats, and yeah, I, he doesn't... People have asked Neil Gaiman, who, who wrote this, if he thought that Harry Potter was yeah. ripped off, and he was like, I don't know, I don't care. Like, you know, it's, is different. Neil Gaiman not a Harry Potter, Potter fan? 
Uh, he never said if he liked Harry Potter or not. Why mm-hmm. didn't you ask him when you met him? I, I, I will. Next time uh, I see next him. Next time we know. see him. Um, I probably will not be able to talk. Get it him. out of him. Make, make him admit that he's like... That he make, loves Harry Potter. No, make him admit <laughs> that that he thinks that Harry Potter ripped this off. and But like record it. Like have a little... Like have your iPhone with you and record it. And, and then we'll, bring it We'll play it back on this podcast. We'll use it as a... Well, ex- the be an expose. Yep. It was very Neil much... Neil Gaiman's voice is going to sound really like... Darcy's voice. <laughs> <laughs> with, with a really fake British accent. Um, it's really cool. There's there's different illustrators um, throughout the books. And it's not the same artist all the way through. It's very much sort of like uh, the story, you know, with the ghosts of Christmas past. It's sort of, he takes turns with each character as they walk him through another aspect of Magic uh, through the years. Yeah, matches. magic through the years. He gets to sort of take this tour and, and learn about it. Um, it was nice. It was my first introduction to John Constantine. Um, I, however, still liked Constantine the movie. Yeah. I, I, I like Constantine, Constantine the movie. Constantine the oh, you did. He hated I like it. Mostly I... because I hate Keanu Reeves, who I think can't act at yeah. all. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Because all he did through that whole movie was mumble. Like, it was just like, oh. Maybe that was the way it was written. Was it Was it mostly because of Keanu Reeves, or was it because of your previous knowledge of what Constantine really was? Well, I both. think it was I mean, his both. previous knowledge. Like, I, this was my first introduction to him, but I wasn't, like, tied down to him. Like, I thought he was a really neat character, but I wasn't like, I'm going to, like, Read more stuff with Constantine in yeah, it, yeah. where Dylan and the was. Thing is, Constantine is British. You can't have Keanu Reeves playing. I mean, they should have had at least like Jude Law or somebody play. It. Are you a big Hellblazer fan? Uh, I read it back in the day. So you haven't read any of the current? I have not DCU read any of the current Constantine. Uh, Constantine. Justice League Dark's a pretty good book, but that Constantine standalone. One issue and I was out. It yeah, wasn't, that was, it wasn't that was very bad. Good. But uh, he's really, really well written in Justice League Dark. Is that like a, a team book? Yeah. Who's it? Who's in the team? It's Constantine, Dead Man, Zatanna, Zatanna, Frankenstein, hmm. and then uh, Shade, Madame Xanadu. Then that was when it was bad before Jeff Lemire got it. That wasn't bad then. It was good before Jeff Lemire wrote it. Really? Yeah. Mm. That first arc was really good. Did you read it? Did you read it? Did you read it? It was bad, but I didn't fucking read it. I read the issues that crossed the line. I'm getting in You haven't read it. Everything you hate, you either haven't seen or haven't read. Like, there's yet to be one thing that you dislike this whole podcast that you've actually seen. He's <laughs> eyes are darting back and forth, trying to recall something that he liked. Wait, wait, did I? No, there was one no, in there. No, no. I, I thought that, I thought the issue was that I haven't read stuff. I read fables. I read books of magic. I okay, read, I'll give you fables. I read everywhere, right. even though it's not here. I read. I'm gonna give you fables. Lost Girls. But you liked it. You lost like Lost Girls. I did like Lost Girls. I'm gonna give you fables. And books of magic was alright. So what did you read that you didn't like? I think we covered that already. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't think I've read anything. Didn't read, so, didn't read since. Why do you? <laughs> I don't think I've read anything. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if you maybe, read us, maybe you that would not hold up in court, sir. <laughs> maybe you're a big like. Um, uh, I don't know what the word would be like. Sort of like a closet non-superhero fan. And you just you don't and you don't realize it. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Right. yeah. Mm. You're slightly a little depressed. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Well. You might little, be the little, biggest little depressed boy fan of all. Little depressed boy's next on. It's next on the list. <laughs> I'm gonna so go we'll out see. on a limb and say he's not going he's to be. A little you know what? Boy I fan. will even take. Oh, oh. look at this! Look at that! Uh, we'll see how, how this goes down. He's gonna have a mat night and just real. Gross! <laughs> I'm grossed out by it. Any other comics we want to talk about? I'm going to give a couple quick shout-outs real quick. Uh, the well, How much time? Where, where do we We're start? at 147. We're probably okay. at a good stopping point after you give your shout-outs. Okay, so uh, one is The Exterminators. This is one of the few Vertigo titles that I have read that I enjoyed. Um, I haven't read that many Vertigo books, but this Surprising. <laughs> this book is about uh, a couple guys that are bug exterminators. Isn't that book kind it's of a comedy? Slice of yeah, life. It's, yeah, it's uh, a little bit. No, it's not. Are they real bugs life. or are they super bugs? Um, <laughs> they're they're real bugs. I, let me read. Ah, the, exterminators. I'll read Is the this back book about these trash men. They're, wait, right, they're I, real I, bugs? Yeah. Yeah. Writer, have you read this? I read Slice the first uh, issue or two. Of okay. It. Uh, writer Simon Oliver and Eisner nominated artist Tony Moore, the great Tony Moore. Is he like a crazy misogynist or racist or something? Well, that's why I might, li- might like yeah, him. Didn't he get in trouble like a year or so ago for saying some, some shit like that? I don't think so. I don't know. Tony Moore, we'll say he is. We'll say he is. We're just going to go with it. That's yeah. correct, and that's why. If I like him, he must have. <laughs> so, Tony Moore is the artist on this. I'm sorry, Ty- Tyrone Moore. Um, (laughs) team up to tell this uh, smart, scary, darkly comic tale of roaches rats, raccoons and the men who kill them Henry James, the newest exterminator sees the job as a means to cleanse the sins of his dark past but standing between him and redemption and his careerist girlfriend I didn't even know that was a word Careerist. uh, sociopath partner and dysfunctional freaks he calls co-workers and a weirdly ominous locked box that could hold the key to an ancient mystery Henry and his bug brothers of Bug Be Gone Co prowled the bear the what's that word? not in a good way Barrios Barrios and bungalows of Los Angeles where the line between order and chaos is at its thinnest and where Henry learns that humans may be the true pests and bugs the real exterminators. And um, So this is kind of like The Walking Dead with bugs. Yeah, kind of. And, and it's got art by Tony Moore, full color. Um, you're going to like this little panel there, Paul. Um, really great artwork. I just, I just want to throw out that uh, this sounds like a really thinly veiled uh, white supremacy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Before we continue down that road with Tony Moore... I would like to take that back. He did not have uh, racial or misogynistic <laughs> comments. He had a lawsuit with Robert Kirkman right. about the rights to Walking Dead. Well, I can but see how actually, you get the two confused. But this is having actually Tyrone Moore, with one. right? You said this. Yeah, Tyrone it's not, Moore. It's not actually Tyrone, he would never write anything. No, he's he... Matt, you're this so racist. Is, uh, 
His brother. Any any other any other shout outs there, Matt? Uh, get Jiro. This is one of my newer uh, books that I, I probably got this in the last six months. Uh, read it, loved it. It's got it's written by Joel Rose. No idea who the hell that is. Never heard of him. Anybody here heard of him no. before? This is another Vertigo book that you like. Yeah, it is. Um, art by Langdon Foss. Please tell me there's some kind of superpower in this book. Uh, no, but so it's, don't have to talk about it's it about it. it's about a um, a chef who in like, like holding that thing like it's his cock. <laughs> That's how I hold my knife. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you call it? Um, this uh, character Jiro. This takes place in the near future, where um, like the the cities are basically run by people in the food world because there's like a shortage on food and um basically it's again another like dystopian style which actually reminds me a bit of hard-boiled it's less noir but it's three shots it's very uh bloody and and violent and um it actually reminds me a little bit of like the dark knight returns in the kind of future that it sets up. It's not you're, it's you're not getting, as dark looking. You're getting all of Paul's selling points. Right? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you just really got him wanting to read this thing. Um, but it's got a really strong main character, Jiro, who's a chef, and uh, really awesome artwork. If um, only this was in black and white, it would be a total Paul McGinty book. <laughs> it, it came out as a uh, trade paperback. It was never... I like, I like the action issue. shot on the cover, like, I'm really going to cook the fuck out of this fish. <laughs> <laughs> So that that covers everything for me, I think. That'll do it for episode twelve, folks. Dylan and Darcy, thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks yes, for thank you very us. much, guys. Thank you. Why don't you give us that website one more time where we can find the Dark Museum? Uh it is www.sortedfairytales.com or Comic Monkey. I am pretty dang pretty sure. sure. It's Comic Monkey, yeah. um, so there you go. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. I'm Paul McGinty. See you shortly. Back to And we'll see you next week. Good night.